Welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. We got Ace and Malik. What's good? What is good? You know what's good? The final four that we won on, the fact that the Cavs covered, the fact that every home team that every home team in the playing round has won their game, the fact that I hit a two game parlay um, is good. And uh, life right now is good in general. That's what's good. Sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot is good, which is oh yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, we've 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 been getting pretty pretty good. So pretty, I you know I won't say I won't call it luck. I mean we've done research and yeah. reviewed and evaluated things and uh, come up with some good picks that I hope people. You know, if you've listened, if you've been listening, I hope you guys have gotten a chance to put some money on some things and make some money yourselves. We've made a little bit of money during this process. So, uh, yeah, and we're looking to continue it with this NBA playoffs coming up. I really feel like it's a lot easier to pick the playoffs than it is to pick any other round because we were pretty solid. Actually, you and Anthony were really solid when it came to the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you well, could bet on who was going to get drafted when, if that was a thing. I would pay attention to Ant's mock draft, but who knows? Well, playoffs, I mean, I always say playoffs is easier to 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 predict because <clears throat> you know the the variables around good team, bad team. Uh-huh. Like, so sometimes a bad team plays good, right? And or sometimes a good team just played bad and just doesn't, you know, bring their best game. But in the playoffs, you know, at the very least, in the NFL, you know, it's one and done. And in, in basketball, you know, even though it's a series, you know that you got to bring your best strategy, your best gameplay to, you know, <clears throat> out or you're going to get embarrassed. And so, you know, in, in those situations, then, then so it would, would it kind of, I would say that the playoffs kind of uh, remove the variable, that variable of like mm-hmm. just coming out and playing a bad game from the from that perspective you kind of expect everybody to come out and play as well as they possibly can so then you can pick based on talent or based on the matchup or based on you know what i mean like you don't have to pick yeah. based on like you know is is like you don't have to worry about like Patrick Beverly dropping 35 one day. It's just not going to happen in a playoff game, right? A random game like a February or a January. It, He's going right. to like get hot, go five, exactly. five and three. It, it could happen, you know, where, where like the team just hits like seven threes or something like that in the game. And you're like, wow. But in the playoffs, just not going to, it's, it's not likely. So you can really just bet to, or you can predict based off of talent, strategy, and, um, and matchups and stuff like that. And that's why it gets a little bit easier. At least in my opinion. Speaking of predicting, if that was the case, then I definitely wouldn't have picked Charlotte to cover. Um, because I thought with John Collins being out, that was a huge advantage. But Gallinari just destroyed them. He played oh, yeah. way better than he has for the past two weeks at the end of the season than he did against Charlotte. And he just came out and just killed Miles Bridges. Well, Gallinari's been 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 better since he's been in the starting lineup, um, since covering for John Collins. But most importantly, I think the thing that people didn't have not really respected, and it's probably because of the fact that they're, you know, uh, you know, a nine seed um, in this situation is the fact that, you know, this team is, is pretty much intact, with the exception of John Collins from the squad that went to the conference championships last year. And that's some, there's something to be said for that. Now, no, they, they may not they believe that Cam, they're going to be. They had Cam Reddish then. Cam Reddish was hurt. But he was on the team. He was, but he was hurt. He didn't play a lot of those games. He 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 got, yeah. he got hurt in the first round of the, in the first round against the, either in the first round against the Knicks or before they actually started playing the Knicks last year. But the whole thing is is like, this is a team that has experience. This is a team that that knows how to win. You know, in the playoffs, in in especially at home, in you know, tough situations. So, 
while we may not expect them if they wind up getting that eight seed and beating Cleveland in the in the game tomorrow night, while we may not expect them to, you know, to beat Miami in the first round of the playoffs, um, we shouldn't be surprised if they come out and and beat the brakes off of a Charlotte team that's just kind of happy to be here, you know. Um, or even if they go out and beat a Cleveland team that has very little uh, playoff experience because these guys are battle-tested at the very least over the last year. That is a fact on that one. And there's two games on Friday and four games on Saturday. And the best thing I've realized is if you're the number one seed or the if you're the number one seeded team, you don't have to play a game until Sunday. Yep. So basically, you get an extra week of rest mm-hmm. because the season ended last Sunday. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's your reward for being the best team in the league now. So now it's almost like being in the NFL where you get a bye week, whereas in the NBA, these guys are used to playing every two days. So you give a team an extra week of rest heading into the playoffs in which you already have home court throughout which I really think lends itself to helping a team like the Suns make sure that they're going to basically go back to the finals again, which would be groundbreaking for them because this is the first time that's ever happened. And then Miami, an older team who needed to practice a little bit more and get it together. And then basically Milwaukee and Boston, I don't know if it's really going to help their matchups, but it is what it is with them. Um, I am very high on Boston coming into the series against the Nets, especially after what I saw with the Nets-Cavs series. Um, if Kyrie didn't, since they series, that one game, if Kyrie didn't start the game 10 for 10, I don't know if the um, Nets win that game so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I know it's kind of obvious to say that, but, like, he had to come out and just play lights out. And that really helped the rest of the team. And they don't have any bench scoring. Like right. they have they have zero. They didn't even play Blake Griffin, which I found interesting. On some defensive stuff, like it was Claxton, it was Andre Drummond, and no Blake Griffin, who they brought mm-hmm. in as a stretch four, who I thought would make sense against a tall team, but not a very big team. You know what I mean? Like not not like physically big, but just kind of super tall and skinny, except for Markin yeah. with the Cavs. And when Mark yeah. when they were playing those three bigs, it was a problem. And had Jared Allen played, that changes the entire game. I think Cleveland might have actually won if Allen's in there because then they yeah, have, there's I, I no agree. way they could just run to the rim because he's just going to toss everything. Well, I agree that that Jared, Jared Allen definitely would have made a difference on the Cle- you know, as far as the Cleveland front line is concerned, he changes their defense in a lot of different ways. Um, and, and the hope is that he can get out there tomorrow um, in the game against Atlanta um, and see if he can make some, make some things happen on that side of the ball. But um I think the you know the, the fact of the matter is is like you know the Nets were not built to be a a team. They are top heavy as far team. as their scoring is concerned. As far as their but, scoring is concerned, yeah. they need you know a serious contribution from both of their superstars every single night in order for them to be able to put up the type of points that they need to win because they don't win it with defense. Um, Boston is an interesting team because Boston does win it with defense and they have two, you know, very high capable, highly capable scorers. The last time um, the Celtics played the Nets, Jason Tatum dropped like 50. I believe that was the game. He dropped 50 on them. So, you know, he's perfectly capable of matching Kevin Durant's, uh, you know, point point totals, especially, you know, when he, when his counterpart on the other side is not, you know, uh, an efficient defensive player. And look, a lot of people slept on um, the fact that Robert Williams might be back. Um, people don't. People are not sure that he's coming back, but we're hearing that he might be. He may be able to, to show up at some point in time during the series, which is going to make a huge difference for them as well. But even a if lot he of doesn't, people, Al Horford's still better than any center that the Nets have. He's better than any center that Nets have, but they can. Um, I heard the the guys on um, NBA inside the NBA talking about. Um, you know, Williams's presence and his ability to switch uh, out on the perimeter um, so that you can't really run a lot of pick and you can't run the same the same type of success with pick and rolls against him that you can against a slower, a slower footed uh, Al Horford or Daniel or, Dan- or Daniel Tice. So, you know, Robert Williams being there 
does make a huge difference for them. And if he is allowed to play, that's that's going to be big. But the most important thing, man, is just like who's going to be the Nets' third guy on a nightly basis? Is it going to be Bruce Brown? Is it going to be Blake? Is it going to be Drummond? Is it who who's it going to be that third night? Because I think that they're going to need that every single game to beat these Boston Celtics. You know, it's kind of interesting. I didn't even know that guy's first name was Bruce. I just knew him as Brown. <laughs> I almost said Bryce Brown. Real talk, like not even to be rude. Like he had a great game. It was just one game, but like I thought his name. I was about to say Bryce Brown. Real talk. Yeah, they they I need Seth, they, they need Seth Curry to step up. I don't even remember hearing his step name be called against. They run um, in place for him. They, he barely got in the game. It felt like I don't even know yeah. how many minutes he played. Yeah, if you yeah, told me he played twenty minutes, I would have been like, "Where really?" Like it, it felt like he was in the game for like eight minutes. I really I don't remember his name being mentioned one time during that game against Cleveland. And, he played you know, 33 minutes. Yeah, they they really and he only took four shots and they were all threes and he missed yeah. all of them. He went 0 for four, and yet somehow yeah. it was still plus five plus minus, which I, it makes me trust that stat even less. Yeah, uh, they they need they need contribution from Seth Curry. Um, they need contribution from Brown. They need some. They need to get a third person involved in the scoring. Or else it's it's going to be curtains for the Nets, and dare I say, this may be the biggest disappointment of the year if they don't if they don't get out of the first round. Yeah, but it won't be as big a disappointment as the Lakers not making the play in or not making the playoffs. I I don't I actually don't agree because I think I honestly think oh this will be worse. I think this will be worse if they get knocked out by a team that everybody expected them to beat. Well, if they get like a if, they month ago. if they don't make the conference finals, yeah. you know, oh, well, this is a well, team that you know. Prepare to be disappointed, Boston transplants from Minnesota and Iowa and Nebraska because they're not making the conference finals. I, I, <laughs> if you gave me a bet right now, will the Nets make the conference finals? It could be minus eight hundred. I'd I put I put eight hundred dollars on that just one hundred. <laughs> yeah, I they're mean, not I, making the conference finals, and I get to the third round. Were you crazy? No. I, but and to me, if they don't get to the to at the very least of the conference finals, this this season is a major disappointment and a bigger disappointment than the Lakers season. You realize and they got to beat the they got to beat Celtics and then they got to play the winner of the Bulls and the Bucks to get there. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I, I mean, if if the Bulls if the Bulls beat the Bucks, then then they got a shot <laughs> because I don't well, think the Bulls I don't think the Bulls are uh, I don't think Bulls the, ain't beating the Bulls the Bucks. are equipped to stop them. But the Bulls ain't beating the Bucks, so they'd have to beat the Bucks. Exactly. After they play the Celtics. Yeah. So they're going to be exhausted as it is. This ain't yeah. last year where they just had to get by the Atlanta. I mean, no, they didn't play Atlanta, but they had to play the Bucks in the second round. And in the first round, who did the Nets play? This is crazy. It's a season ago, and I can't even remember. It feels like 20 years ago. Who did they play in the first round last year when Kyrie was out and it was just Harden and um, what's his name dropping points? Was they it Philadelphia? Were the... They beat Philly. No, no, no. Philly was the Philly was the one seed last year. That's right. Philly beat um Philly went to this Philly Philly went lost in the second round to Atlanta. Um That's right. I remember the set I remember them losing the second round, but I don't remember any of the first round matchups. That's how unmemorable it was, except for the well, Lakers losing to the Suns. Miami, Miami and, and Milwaukee played in the first round. Yeah, and Milwaukee uh, gave them business. Uh obviously it was Atlanta and New York. Yes. Um, I believe that Brooklyn played, uh, was it Washington? Was it Washington? No, Washington played Philadelphia. Yes. Which is a very local, which is a very underrated rivalry between those two cities, Philly and DC. Yeah. Um, so then I want to say that it was then, yeah, I think it was the Nets and I think it might have been the Celtics. The Celtics were like the seventh or eighth seed. That's right, because they were on the play in. Yeah, so this is a rematch of the Celtics. Yeah, this is a rematch. Obviously, it's a it's a okay. flip because now the Nets are the seventh seed and Boston's the two seed. Well, Boston's playing much better than them. Yeah. All right. So to get to get in real quick on the games on Friday, the Hawks are actually favored against the Cavs on the road. They're getting two and a half. The over under is two twenty. 222 and a half. That game's at 7.30 on ESPN. All the Friday games are on ESPN. All the Saturday games are on TNT. Um, this this playing round is kind of interesting. Everybody's kind of making fun of Minnesota for celebrating, but 
I think it's the fact that they came back from so far down to beat the Clippers, which I needed that to happen in order to win that bet. So thank you. I mean, and it's and was Patrick Beverly, right? It was Patrick Beverly's and Anthony Edwards just giving them the business. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, in terms of Patrick Beverly, you know, being the 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 celebrating like he won a title of the the celebration he used to be on. Yeah. And he left because he was like, oh, y'all ain't going to pay me. OK, yeah. Word. Yeah. He's spearheading that celebration. And that's fine. You know, they didn't yeah. want to pay him. They believed that he was old and washed up, which I still I don't think they were wrong about that. I think he is still old and washed up. Not for what you pay him for, which is defense. <laughs> but, you know, because he still provides the same level of defense he did the past three years as he did this year. Like, that's what he does. He takes care of the ball. He don't turn it over. He gets he, your offense initiated, and he plays great defense. He doesn't initiate anything. He just doesn't. Yeah, he does. Break, he, gives, he doesn't break he, it. He brings he the ball to the court. He'll break a fast break, and he'll make the right pass, and he'll give the ball to who he needs to get the ball to. He doesn't break the offense. He doesn't, yes, he does. He doesn't. No, he doesn't break the offense. Is he what I'm is saying. the. He's the Mario he's, Chalmers of this team. He's no, the point guard, but not really. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Anybody who remembers them, anybody who remembers the Miami him. Heat teams, he's the he's the Mario Chalmers of this team. He's going to score like eight points. He's going to score eight points. He's going to play some defense. And then he's just going to get out the way. I'm like, all right, let me give the ball to our Brown, which is Anthony Edwards. And you go score. He's pestering. He's annoying. And he's defense. He's a pestering, annoying guy that, you know, every every once in a while poops on you. You know what he is? He's a pigeon. (laughs) He's a pigeon. He's He's the NBA's version of a pigeon. He's a trash bird. Okay. That's that's what he is. That's what he is. But he had he had eleven rebounds. Yeah, he had seven points and eleven rebounds, and he played and he made one and very very good defense. And yeah. he made one very good defensive play at the end of the game against Reggie Jackson. It's not going to happen against John Morant. Sorry. Well, you enjoy hope. that. I hope you, you enjoyed hope. that. It's not happening against John Morant. What I do know is that Vanderbilt dude, though, I'm a big fan of his Jared Vanderbilt. I didn't even know his name. I was calling him Vanderbilt. I had to the go Vanderbilt him guy. Vanderbilt, the their their stretch four, their I guess their small center. I don't know how tall he is, but my man was doing his thing out there. He played the whole game. He scored like a bucket, and um, yeah, man, like he was hustling. He was he was you know they say you don't contribute towards the score, but you're contributing in the game. Without him, they don't win really. Like that was the he big factor. Like his level of defense on Marcus Morris toward the end. And him guarding um, Paul George and getting a couple of those fouls in the fourth quarter, that was huge. Because they went on that 14 to like four run or 18 to four run. And that, that was big to get them back in that game. Yeah, I think what I hope that this does, you know, my my only, um, you know, the only thing I, I hope to have gotten out of this is for Minnesota to realize that they don't need Carl Anthony Towns and they decide <laughs> to trade him to the Knicks. Like that's yeah, all that I care Is they realize, you know what? We were able to win without Cat. So, you know what? We don't really need him. We shouldn't be paying him all this money. So let's go ahead and trade him to the Knicks for Julius Randle. Let's do that. Carl Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Knicks fan stream. <laughs> that's all. That's the only thing I wanted to take from that game. Carl Anthony Towns just needs to not get in foul trouble, but those were some tic-tac files. Three of them were offensive, which kind of annoyed me. But like guys were flopping on; they they really were. They really, really he, were. He 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 uh, he literally elbowed one guy. Yeah, and then and he he elbowed one guy. Didn't get the didn't get. But the then they were call, but then they were elbowing him on the other end, which was kind of which was kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah, well, they were throwing him elbows, and like when he fell, there was one offensive foul called. Maybe I should take it back. There were two offensive fouls called on the Clippers, and I was like, "What's going on here?" Well, to look, fix Shaq- this end. Shaq told everybody, you're a big guy. You're supposed to get hit. Take the hit. Stop whining. Mm. Run down the court. Score the basket. Run down the court. Stop whining. Well, then he so, needs to tell that to Zubach. Zubach <laughs> is not big. He's just tall. Oh, he's big. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's just tall. Um, so we're going to get into the Hawks at the Cavs, 730. Um, I don't see why the Hawks are favored. I got to keep it 100. Like, I don't see why the Cavs would lose this game. The Cavs are at home. Every home team has won every playing game so far. So the Cavs are going to win, and by winning, they will cover because they're getting two and a half. Whether it's by a bucket or four or five, um, they're a better team. And the one thing the Hawks struggle with is size. And without John Collins and its level of athleticism, they have nobody to guard Markinen, who's going to go off, who can actually hit threes and come inside and bang with people. They have nobody to guard Evan Mobley, who is the rookie of the year as far as I'm concerned. Um, Cade Cunningham had a great season, and they have nobody to guard 
Colin, uh, not Darius Garland, because the one thing that um, Trey Young doesn't do is play defense. And he's actually going to have to play defense against Garland, which the Nets did okay, I should say. And Karis LeVert, he will be able to hold his own against uh, Kevin Herter. So, yeah, I don't really see where the Hawks have an advantage at any position. So I'm trying to figure out how they're favored unless the Cavs are hurt or something. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that one out. No, I think the Cavs are um, being, you know, properly or properly or improperly, you know, pushed down because I, one, they they lost their game. Is sports betting legal in Georgia yet? Online? No, is that it isn't. What it is? No, no, it isn't. I'm trying to figure um, out where all this money is coming in on Atlanta. There, yeah, it, but it, it was what I said. What I said before, you know, Atlanta's the battle tested team. They won. They they have been more successful more recently than the Cleveland Cavaliers have. They had so, a good season last year. You know the difference between the Hawks and the Knicks is this what, this three, season. What what four? Well, six six games, games right? Six, six games, games out of eighty two. Yeah. yeah, but they I won mean, six more games. Yeah, I'm not, well, I'm not saying again that that one. That's that, you know that's to me that I'm not whatever worried about that. What I'm saying is the reality of the situation is that the the two points the two point spread is probably just given the fact that Atlanta's been more successful recently than Cleveland has. And mm-hmm. Cleveland is a young team um, led by a bunch of guys who have never been in this position. And the expectation is that if somebody was going to go off, you'd get Atlanta to go off But I and, and Atlanta would win the game. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that the size of Cleveland is going to give Atlanta problems. Um, I think they are able to neutralize what <clears throat> um, what's this guy's name? Um, Clint Capella. Is capable yeah. of doing on the defensive side um, because they can bring they can throw so many different bodies at him, and even if um, Jared Allen doesn't play, but it looks like he may very well be able to get out there because his, there's no key injuries. Uh, so he was he might have been a uh, he may have been able to play against against Brooklyn if it, if the game if that game was tonight was Friday night instead of Wednesday or Tuesday when they played it. Um, so it looks like he might get an opportunity to play. So that's just all that size that they can throw at, at Atlanta. And the fact that, to your point, uh, Darius Garland is going to put pressure on Trey Young, make him defend. And, you know, I just expect the length and the athleticism and the, and the um, you know, and the skill set of the Cleveland Cavaliers to come through and for them yeah. to win this game at home. So I would take Cleveland, especially getting two points. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Which means they could lose by a bucket. They could lose by three at the end. And well, actually, no, if they lose by three at the end, then they're done. But yeah, they happen to have a one or two point lead. And the Pelicans at the Clippers. Do you think the Pelicans actually have a shot at winning this game? Because the Clippers are minus three and a half. Um, I think the Pelicans have a shot at winning this game. I wouldn't say it's a good shot. Um, and if and if I'm if I'm betting here, I'm betting. Because they're playing taking- in LA, so. Yeah, they're playing in LA. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the, I'm taking the Clippers and I'm giving the four points because I think that if you think that the Clippers are going to win, then they're likely going to win by more than four. I don't think the four yeah. points is. Uh, that's not. I'm not scared of the point spread. I'm scared of the Clippers. You know, having a playoff P moment and, and Paul George just, just, <laughs> just laying an A. You know, I'm more scared yeah. of that. Um, but the last time these two, these two teams played two weeks ago. Uh, today's the 14th. They, they played two weeks ago and the Clippers beat them by 19. Um, yeah. So this is not, and this is not a, um, this is not a situation where these two teams have, you know, played close games over the course of the season. The Clippers, Clippers won every played. game they played in April until yeah. they lost to Minnesota. So the Clippers are healthy or healthier. I mean, they're not getting Kawhi back anytime soon, but they're much healthier than they, than they have been for the most, for the big part of the season. And guys like Norm Powell, um, and Robert Covington are just starting to, you know, figure themselves out, figure their way out on the team. So I think the Clippers, um, you know, win pretty easily here. I would actually put this around. On the, I, w- I would actually think this is about an eleven-point victory um, for the <clears throat> for for the Clippers. So I'm laying the clip. I'm laying the four, and I'm taking the Clippers on this one. All right, I agree with you. I'm taking the Clippers more just based off of the fact that I don't see. I don't see how the Pelicans have a shot at winning this game. They didn't play them two weeks ago. I'm looking they at played the them on April third. They did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. They beat them. Yeah, one nineteen to one hundred at home. 
in their second game. And then the last time they played him before that was like in January. And that was when Paul George was out. So that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Paul George is going to get them. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was actually before they also had CJ McCollum. So that could be a big difference. Maybe that's why the spread's only four. I would probably definitely, I would, you know, I wouldn't probably, I would definitely bet the over on this one. That feels like a much safer bet, especially after seeing how the Pelicans played against uh, San Antonio and seeing yeah, how Valenciennes played in that game. Agreed. Both of these teams shoot pretty well from the free throw line about average, and they shoot about the same field goal percentage. And they actually almost exact, yeah, they both average around 109 points a game. So, yeah, I'm taking the over. I would take the over. The Cavs and the Clippers three game parlay for Friday. All right, it in. we're putting Lock that. We're putting that in, Ace. We're putting that in. Oh yeah, I'm putting that in. All right, we'll put, we'll put twenty on that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, and back to the NFL. So we were talking about before the pod with Sammy Watkins signing with who is Green it? Bay. Green Bay, mm-hmm. which was kind of wild to me. I'm trying to figure out how that's a solution for them. So, I, But I guess he's going to be their number two receiver. They still got to look for a number one. But they got a speed guy who can open up the top, which is what Aaron Rodgers really needs. And then that division, I don't know. Kirk Cousins I mean, talking about he wants to retire a Viking. It looks like he will with as much money as they're paying him. I mean, Sammy's a, he's a $4 million deal, you know, one year and a $4 million deal, just above whatever the minimum salary should be for that role. If he's if he's healthy, you know, he's a good route runner. He can make some plays in the open field. He can get a little bit, you know, he can get a little bit downfield. Um, this is probably the you know best or second best opportunity for him um, since Buffalo. Really, I mean, to uh-huh. to to get to get a target to get a good target share um, with there being no more Devonte Adams in Green Bay um ever since really ever since buffalo you know watkins has been relegated to a secondary or tertiary level receiver on whatever team he's been on um when he was with kc you know obviously he was playing behind kelsey and uh and tyreek hill there yeah. and then you know in baltimore you know he was behind mark andrews and hollywood brown and and, and playing with a quarterback who you know does not you know that that offense doesn't really you know spread the ball very often they don't you know they rely yeah, they don't on throw game. 30 times a game it's more like 25 22 right and they rely so heavily on their running game so i think this is an opportunity for Watkins to really you know show what he can do with a quarterback that's gonna it's gonna feed him the ball you know if he if he shows that he can he can make some plays um i think green bay is still gonna uh address the wide receiver position in the draft i think they would be they smart to. to do that in the deep draft that it is but the problem uh, is they pick in pick what 27 right um, no, don't they have a? Didn't they? Didn't they score a higher pick because of the? That's the, right, Adam Strait. Okay, so to everybody, all of our Ohio State fans out there, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are actually going to be one of the twenty-one players to attend the draft in person. So expect their names to be called by the Green Bay Packers because I think Wilson, honestly, to me, they were talking about Olave all season, but I think Wilson is the better of the two in terms of route running and being like NFL almost immediately ready. And he's like affecting fantasy drafts even now for the people who draft like all year round, which I think is nuts, but it is what it is. Yeah, Green Bay's picking 22nd and 28th. So you could definitely see them oh, package. Not, he's those, not dropping that far. No, but you can try to see, you can definitely see them package those two and try to move up um, to get themselves in a, in a better position to draft, um, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the premier receivers coming out of this, coming out of this, or oh, yeah. you know what? Sit at twenty-two and see if uh, Jamison Williams falls to you. Um, he may be available to play by by November, um, and and yeah. then you get a steal. Now, of all the blockbuster trades that have happened, what surprised you more? Russell Wilson just getting traded away from his team at like top of his game because he's thirty-three and he's a little undersized, or was it Cleveland saying, you know what? We're going to guarantee a whole contract for two hundred plus million to a dude who hasn't played football in a year. In Deshaun Watson, um, of the two of them, I would probably say Russell. Um, really? Yeah, of of those two, yeah, I would say Russell. Um, or if there's a third that you want to throw in there, I don't know. Third one I could think of is like, well, actually, he kind of asked his way out of Green Bay. He's like, no, it's my dream. I'm going to go play in Vegas. I'm a huge Raiders fan. Yeah, no, the biggest so, the biggest surprise for me that's was kind of different. Hill. 
the biggest well, that, that was the biggest nah, not really um i and i say that because well i say tyreek hill because hmm. i believed that you know being the number one target of the you know arguably the best quarterback in the nfl it should be worth something um there should be value placed on there is that level of 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 player that value that that, that value of player on your team it's just and, not 28 million dollars right and and but that's what i'm saying like but it seemed like you know with the amount of money that um you know kansas city had has invested into patrick mahomes that you would want to invest invest heavily into the number one receiver but what we saw with green with green bay and with kansas city is that by investing all that money into your quarterback that you've invested, you don't have the opportunity. You don't have the ability to pay the receiver as much as you, as much as you, as much as they deserve, as much as they've probably earned. Um, So I was a little shocked because the contract that I was less shocked about Devontae Adams because of the contract that Aaron Rodgers got, he got 50 million a year. Well, they were willing to pay Adams his money. They they like we'll match exactly what the Raiders one. He's like, no, 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 I want to leave. I'm out. Right, but what I'm saying is like I, I think Roger said, last dance is last dance. I'm going. I'm so I'm surprised. Cold ass weather. I wasn't surprised that he got moved because I think he, I think we even said it on the show when one of the shows that we did with Anthony, like that we didn't believe that one or both of them would remain on the on the Packers. That's true. If one went, both would go. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Not surprised about that. I don't think I don't think I, I at any point in time believed that the Tyreek Hill thing would get to where it got. Where well, he would be where he would be, you know, mm-hmm. traded to Miami and that situation would be, you know, we'd be sitting where we are today, where those two are not together anymore. When um, I think we're getting back to the time when GMs are like, if somebody's willing to pay you that much, we will let you go for that much. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's this whole the NFL isn't exactly player empowerment, but it's like if you'll give us a second or a first or a third for a guy who's like thirty plus, who's still great, but like we're not going to give him twenty plus, twenty five plus million dollars. Knock yourself out, Miami. Knock yourself out, Indianapolis. You want to trade for a guy who we're not so sure about? You're going to give us some picks. We'll take Carson Wentz off your hands. Go ahead, do what you got to do. Yeah, but but Tyreek is still young too right Tyreek is what 27 no I gotta look that up I um I I, want to say not old but you're right he's not old but he he's not 27 I gotta I just gotta make sure because (laughs) I want to say he's 29 years old but some people are just fast forever and he he's that guy like he's the fastest guy in the NFL he didn't show it during the um the fastest man competition at the Pro Bowl which is as I probably said on the podcast before, it's the only really fun thing to watch. You know, like the quarterbacks throwing the balls through the hoops or the tires, wherever they're doing it. Oh, wait, I'm looking on the wrong team. I'm over here looking for Kansas City. See? <laughs> That's what the hell I'm doing. I'm in the app in the wrong spot. I got to go. He is 28. Okay. This is his seventh year in the league. Yeah, this is his seventh year in the league. But is he turning 29 this year? He's born in 1994. So um, yeah, his birthday already happened in March. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. he just turned twenty eight. So and you know what? Yeah. West Alabama. He didn't go to West Alabama. Oh no, wait. He went to a big time school and then he had to come back. Yeah. So this is going to be his eighth season in the league. So yeah, they're paying him exactly for his prime. And uh, Kansas City was like, "Well, we already got one title. We went back to the Super Bowl again. We almost went back for a third year in a row. So um, you know, maybe we can figure this out with just Pat." And we'll draft another fast guy and we'll figure it out. Like you can draft more speed. Yeah. You know, it may not be as good as Tyreek Hill, but they still got Kelsey. No, and they that's got true. Valdez Scantlin. So we'll figure it out. They'll make it work. That's right. I, I think the other thing is I, I was surprised that, that Denver traded for Russell Wilson. Not because I don't believe that Russell Wilson is capable, was capable of that Russell Wilson was worth the package that was traded for to get him. But, but because I don't know that Denver, to me, if you're going to trade for a quarterback, like when Denver traded to get Peyton Manning, you know, a few, a few seasons ago, it immediately put them in the driver's seat in their division, in their conference, and put everyone on notice that they were a Super Bowl contender, provided that Peyton Manning was healthy. 
And they just okay. had to prove that. He had to prove that in order to now, put can you name there. can you name any of Denver's wide receivers? Uh they all I, I can see them. You can see them. I can I can I know them. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I couldn't I there's couldn't only one them. I think you wouldn't know. Um I'm trying to remember now. Jerry. I, oh, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Um that's the only one I thought you would know. If I didn't look this up, I wouldn't know neither. So I'm not gonna sit there and act like I knew outside of Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. Courtland Sutton, that's the one. Kendall, Kendall Hinton, who had to play QB last year, which Gordon is why Sutton. they drafted, which is why they traded the world for Russell Wilson, because Brett Rippon yeah. is their backup, and Josh Johnson is their third QB on the roster at 35 years old. Yeah, no, I know I know Courtland Sutton because he he actually had like you know yeah. almost 800 yards receiving last year for them. So yeah. um, and he was on my fantasy team for a couple couple of weeks, you know, you bring you you bring him in. But that's what I'm saying. Like I, I was surprised that they traded for Russell Wilson. And gave up as much as they gave for Russell Wilson, because unlike when they traded for Peyton Manning, to me, just trading for Russell Wilson does not make you a Super Bowl contender, even though the, the fact of the matter was that what we were saying three weeks before they traded for Russell Wilson was that if Denver gets Aaron Rodgers, they're yeah. a Super Bowl contender. So, so what you're saying is, is Aaron Rodgers is that a, much better in that division than, than Rodgers? Then Rodgers is that much better the question. than Russell? No. That's the question. That's Aaron Rodgers, I hate I to say this because is. my team is in that division. I know, I'm sorry to be talking over you. Uh, the Green Bay Packers had the best record in football last year, or they tied basically with Tampa, right? But they got the number one seed. They went 13 and four. Um, mm-hmm. Sh- Chicago won six games with a rookie QB. Detroit went three, 13 and one. And the Minnesota Vikings went eight and nine. That is the worst record of any division and the most competitive. In, in all of the NFL last year. Out, yeah, that's the worst record by division. Jacksonville went 3-14. Houston went 14-4-13. And, and Indianapolis went 9-8. And, and Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC at 12-5. and five. That's the equivalent of what the NFC North is. So basically, Aaron Rodgers has to show up and he's going to go to the playoffs. Now, will they get out of the first round? I don't know. Will they get past the divisional round? Who knows? But he's going to be in the playoffs. Right. Russell Wilson, then without without Russell Wilson, Denver won seven games, which shows how good their defense is. So with him as their quarterback, and as long as he doesn't take 40 sacks again this year, as he did the past four, three or four years in a row, they'll be all right. I don't know, yeah. but I don't know what all right means in this division. Oh, I'm they, sorry. They could still they could still they'll be in the playoffs and Vegas won't, and they'll be ten and seven. And Vegas they is gonna go nine and eight and miss the playoffs. This division, and it wouldn't be surprising. That's what I'm no. mean. Yeah, but they could. It wouldn't. They'll be. They'll be, the, they'll be the second best team in this division. It would not surprise me if they're the third best team. Well, the Chargers not, did get Khalil Mack, so they got. Yeah, they got problems. Now that I think. If the Chargers, it. if the Chargers take take really because again, mm. the Chargers are the Chargers are a, 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 a team on the rise, and they just yeah. traded for your guy, right? Mm-hmm. And the the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Until somebody yeah. knocks them off of their pedestal, we how can we say that they're they're not? So that's what I mean. That's why it was a little bit surprising for me because Denver paid a lot of paid a high premium on a on a quarterback that you know they had to do it. They didn't have a choice. They had to do it. And Houston had to trade, you know, um, Deshaun Watson. And we mm-hmm. knew. I think the reason why Deshaun Watson wasn't much of a surprise is because we knew that there were three or four teams in the mix. And that Cleveland was mentioned a couple of times. We thought they were out, then they were back in. And then once they guaranteed the money, that was it. That that was all that needed. The Texans were just waiting for Deshaun Watson to tell them where he was going to go. And then they just made the deal with that team. Well, it was the fact that they paid him $230 million fully guaranteed, which actually pissed off the rest of the owners was like, they didn't even care about the accusations. This is just purely about money that we're talking about here because you can listen to every other NFL podcast. I'm not qualified to talk about that because, uh, yeah, I can't believe they gave him that money. And also, he still has 22 people accusing him. So he's it got, is he's got all them civil suits. All that rookie money is, yeah. is going to go to him. Which suits. is so he, grimy he, he, because he, the grimiest thing to me is how they structured the contract so he would lose the minimal amount of money. Mm-hmm. So if I was the NFL, I would wait and let him play this whole year and then suspend him for next season. <laughs> just to be petty about it because we're like nah we're gonna we're gonna get this money we're gonna get this prayer we gotta teach you a lesson 
Because they can't really, I don't know if they can suspend him more than six games, but think about it. You're paying him all this money, which means he could miss six games. So that means you could legitimately start one in five without him. And then you have to turn it around and win 12 and win like 10 out of your next 12 games to make it to the playoffs. It's not, I mean, it's not completely undoable, but Pittsburgh has no quarterback. Baltimore should be the best team in this division because they were overwhelmingly hurt last year and they were in it to like the final three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Indianapolis, they're a mystery. Tennessee, we know who they are. I really feel like the AFC West is going to have three teams in, as they should every year. Oh, yeah. For I, the next I, I think four or five years. I think that that's very likely. I think that's very and likely. New England will be lucky if they make the playoffs. And I'm sitting here in New England. I know anybody in New England is listening to this. They're going to be tight, but it is what it is. I don't know. I'm going to wait. We're going to wait until after the NFL draft, which is the 24th? 28th. 28th, which is after Easter weekend, which is coming up just uh, which is coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You can be listening to us on Good Friday. So he is risen, all that good stuff. Um, happy Ramadan to all of our Muslim listeners. I know y'all bet too. Probably not right. listening right now, but you know, breaking your fast and all that good stuff. But yeah, this this the NFL is shaping up to be a great season. And honestly, I really don't see how real talk like this isn't going to help Cleveland next year because he's going to miss like six games. He could miss half a season. Well, it's not half a season anymore. That's right. There's only winners and losers now in the 17 game season because there's no more eight and eight. Mm-hmm. You're going to be nine and seven like Pittsburgh and barely get in, and they get they get rocked in the first round. I really, I'm pissed at them for getting that. I really wanted to see more Justin Herbert. But uh, they retired big men in the playoffs, so that was fun to watch. And Arizona yeah. went in the way they did. Exactly. And San Francisco is not making the playoffs. You know, you know what's more interesting to me? Who's going to make the playoffs next year in the NFC? Well, Who's actually going to make the playoffs? Green Bay. Green Bay. Tampa is going to walk in. Yeah. Dallas is going to walk in. Mm-hmm. And then and the Rams are going to walk in. Mm-hmm. Arizona, yeah, I'll, I'll say those four teams: Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams, Arizona, and Dallas. Everybody else is a mystery. I'm going to say Arizona is a mystery if they don't get the situation with Kyler Murray figured out. Kyler Murray has already stated that he will not play for the Arizona Cardinals under his current contract. If they don't work out a new deal, they're going to have to figure out something because he's not playing. This is his third season, right? Uh, yes. Oh wait! Oh wait! He has. This is his fourth year. He's going to go into his fourth year, and they and and the team already um, they already exercised their fifth year option on him. So technically, he's on the team control for the next two years. But he has refused to play under the current the current structure of his contract. He's going to pull a Deshaun Watson and sit out the whole season. He's completely willing to do that. So, but isn't he guaranteed? He's guaranteed like eight or nine million dollars or something like that as a first yeah. overall pick, or twelve million dollars. Actually, I think it's I think it's like six or something like that. I don't know. Six million. He's he's willing to sit out his fourth year over six million. Wow. And then they'll be forced to play Colt McCoy, who's somehow still in the NFL, which is shocking to me. He's thirty five. It was that long ago. That's right. Wow. He was Texas. Yeah, he's born in the mid eighties. Good to God. Yeah. Colt McCoy's contract right now. Mm. Kyle's contract right now is five million dollars. He ain't gonna play under that. Oh well. He's got a five point eight, five point eight million dollar signing bonus. And his 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 fifth year option is at twenty nine seven. So basically, if they've already picked up the fifth year option, what they're saying is we're gonna control your rights and either trade you or keep you, but you're not going anywhere for two years. Exactly. And Arizona Cardinals overwhelmingly known for being a cheap and poorly run franchise up until I guess they drafted Larry Fitzgerald and made it to the Super Bowl and almost made it there again. Yeah, they're going to find a way to mess this up. He's going to end up the quarterback of like Seattle somehow. The thing that they have to worry about, Arizona does, Mm -hmm. is if he decides to leave and go play baseball, which he can absolutely do. At 24? Mm -hmm, He can. He hasn't played baseball in four years, and you're telling he can, me he's he's so good that they're going to take a chance on him at 24. He was going to be drafted. He was going to be drafted. He was going to be drafted out of Oklahoma to play did baseball. He, did he even play, play baseball? Did he even play shortstop his senior year at Oklahoma? Did I he even play he baseball did. then? 
I believe he did. I can't, I can't say that for certain, but what I'm saying is the fact, the fact about it is he can, they can, they can lose him for nothing and, and have to go into their next season with, with the, the aforementioned Kirk, uh, Colt McCoy as the starting quarterback and the entire deal is voided. So that means all the team control is voided. If he leaves to go play baseball, he can go play baseball for one year and then come back to the NFL. That, that deal is voided once he, once he, so if he goes play baseball, he becomes a free agent. They don't control his rights back. if he comes. No. if he comes back. No, he would come back. Yeah, he would come back as a free agent. Really? You really think he's going to do that? No, but I'm just saying it's possible. Because think about it, it's so, easy money in baseball, and he already chose to go the hard way and play in the mm-hmm. NFL. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's just I mean, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting subject. But to your to your initial point, yeah, I think the first. Excuse me. The first four teams that you mentioned are definitely locked in, um, you know, barring any major injury issues and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, that's that's clearly not sexy. Right. It's not that, you know, those are four teams that were there last year. They're not they're not, you know, L.A. would be interesting just to see them, you know, try to try to go for the repeat. And we know how good Aaron Donald and and all those guys are. You know, so they, they would be interesting for that reason, that reason probably alone. Um, but, you know, Tampa might be a little interesting just because it's, you know, Brady was this going to be his last year or, you know, that's such that situation. I almost but forgot. Dallas, Dallas All these Dallas Green fans. Bay, that's right. Know. Where did Amari Cooper end up? Cleveland. So Amari Cooper's in Cleveland with mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You know what? I yeah. can't completely sleep on Cleveland because Amari Cooper is that dude. They traded for him. They traded with Dallas to get him. So they got him. yeah. Okay. So it's it's a you know, and, again, and Baker Mayfield's still technically on that team. Not technically, he is. He hasn't been traded yet. Wow, you know he's he older than traded. you know he's older than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I cannot believe that. And he's I don't worse. know why. <laughs> yeah, that that quote I posted in our uh, group on our Facebook page for all of our fans to check out. I wish I could show up at somebody's cubicle and boo them. And I'm like, I wonder why it's so inside this guy. Sounds like a fun guy to be around. He's just so hurt. He's just so hurt. He's so, so woe is me. Yeah, situation. like, my man, like, you overcame a lot in college. But by the time you won the Heisman, like, all right, you proved yourself. You were the number one overall pick. You went to the playoffs and beat Pittsburgh when they were expected to beat you. In Pittsburgh, as a, as for the Browns, you won their first playoff game in, what, like, 30 years? Since, like, the early to mid-90s? Which and you still on here on this well was me like nobody believes in me. Well, nah, which, dog, we which, believe in you, which, just not as much as Deshaun Watson. Right, which you say you you say be, because of everything that you mentioned, I think he is well within his right to be upset that he's being thrown away like yesterday's trash. But he's coming off. You know, he's coming off. Remember that quote? I'm sorry, everybody remembers this quote from the Last Dance, and I took that personally. He's coming off like Michael Jordan minus the ranks. He sounds like he just sounds crazy and deranged. And I no, took that I, personally. You take everything I, personally. I, 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 I get it, but I'm saying I saying he's he's warranted to take things, he's warranted to take it personally that he's done all these great things for for his team, for his organization. And you know, they're basically tossing into the side. But what he has to realize is that mm. even with even with the baggage, yeah, okay, this is like you know, throwing away this is like throwing away a five-year marriage. Because you got a chance to you got a chance to hang to be with Kim Kardashian, like seriously, like even with all of the baggage that Kim Kardashian is bringing into the relationship, it's still Kim Kardashian, right? <laughs> right. So oh let, my let's God. let's keep it a buck right now. That okay? is that is a perfect analogy. That is such a perfect analogy for this. <laughs> let's keep let's keep it a buck, Baker. You are you are a, a perfectly fine you know girlfriend, but that is. That, that's that's Kim K coming to coming to these doors. Okay. You think he I, ends up the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks or the I, Detroit I Lions, I, which I've heard. I've heard either that, that or y'all draft somebody. I've heard that too. I don't think I don't think I don't think Detroit I don't think Detroit pulls the trigger on it because because you have to give up value to get him. No, I don't think anybody wants to give up anything to get him. They really want to um, pick for him. Yeah, and they, I mean they want something, right? So if, I don't think if Detroit threw them a six round pick, they wouldn't take it. No, no, again, I don't. I, I think that they would take just about whatever they can get because they just want to get off of the situation. But does Atlanta take him, or does Atlanta draft the QB? Because that's the most Atlanta interesting drafts, thing. Well, I think me. Atlanta drafts a QB. They have no I think, plan. 
I think, well, Atlanta has Mariota. What? Right? Yeah, they signed Marcus Mariota. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me repeat myself. Atlanta has no plan at quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I think the sound, does it sound good out in your headphones? Everybody at home can hear me, right? Okay. Atlanta has... At, Wasn't nobody planning on Marcus Mariota starting for them next season? It feel, Well, no. They, I mean, they literally signed him. You got to They literally signed him like 25 minutes after they traded Matt Ryan. Yeah, they were like, that means that they, that we means got to find a quarterback. Knew. And they were like, ah, well, Mariota's still going to believe. He started. That, mean, that means that they that they knew what they were doing when they when they made that move for, for Matt Ryan. Like, they had they had the second move already teed up. You know, you can prove me wrong, but like, listen, you lose your job to uh, Ryan Tannehill after taking your team to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I'm like, it's it's over for you, man. But like the Falcons, yes. I don't know. It's Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill looks better to the Tennessee crowd than Marcus Mariota does. Well, Mariota will fit in in uh, Atlanta. He's very he's very modern Atlanta, as you will know. Of course. Um, no, I don't think Baker Mayfield. I, I think that the situation for Baker Mayfield right now is there's just no starting jobs available, with the exception of Seattle. And if you're Seattle, and you know that Cleveland's trying to make it, trying to make something happen, what kind of leverage are you giving them? I'm not giving you a pick. I'm not giving you anything. Cut them. <laughs> like, sure, we could use them, but I'm not giving you anything for them because there's no way you're keeping him. And that's the reality of the situation. There's what are the no odds way. that the Giants bring him in to challenge Daniel Jones? I think that's a smart, I think that's a smart, smart play. That would make me laugh no. so hard at all the Giants fans that I know. The reality of the situation is Cleveland has no leverage here. No. You, you're just you're you're just getting ready to pay. But that means they're gonna have to pay him $28 million to not mm-hmm. play. Yeah, this is what I'm and saying. He's just going to be pissed, and they're going to be pissed, and he's just going to be there showing up in the quarterback room every day like, hey, guys. This is what I'm saying. Cleveland has zero leverage in this situation. Mm. That's going to be They owe him $28 million. They're paying Deshaun Watson through the nose. Deshaun Watson can't even play right now. Well, no, they're not going to pay him through the nose. They're going to pay him a million. They're going to pay him the minimum salary next season. But I'm just saying, like, well, okay, so they're paying him a million dollars because they don't think he's going to be he's going to be able to play. Yeah, you know they they're they're probably gonna miss the first six to eight games of the season with him, right? So they have no leverage to to make a deal, mm-hmm. and so maybe any Carolina team, will any trade them. Okay. Yeah, a fifth rounder. They make bad decisions. A seventh rounder, sure. <laughs> I'll give you a seventh round pick for, for 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 Baker Mayfield right now, and if you don't take it, all right, no problem. Have fun have fun paying twenty eight million dollars next year. Hang up. That's it. That's it. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, and and Russell Westbrook should be taking bets on who gets traded first. Mm. Who knew he would end up like Geno Smith? (laughs) I'm not even trying to be mean. Like you know, he makes a couple million dollars. He's doing great for himself financially. But like, I just did not think that Baker Mayfield would be like relegated to backup after. Everybody be like, nah, man, he got it. He's gonna prove himself. And then the playoff went, and I was like, oh, he actually is not so bad. But then that highlight reel that Odell Beckham Jr.'s father put together, or supposedly they want us to believe that that heard that him. music. They were like, you know what? We're out. We're done. Well, Baker Mayfield is like a lot of quarterbacks, man. He's he's like Jared Goff, kind of kind of in my situation, in my in my opinion, where if everything is great around him. He can be great. He can be very good. I feel bad for Goff because he's on a terrible team, but they did win three games. Goff is hey, Goff is happy where he is. He's making <laughs> twenty something. He's twenty making twenty million dollars a year, and he's on a. Is team. he really? Yeah. Wow. He's still making his twenty. He's good. You know the oh, trust the, me. Don't don't feel don't feel bad for Jared Goff. He's perfect. The Lions good. still have the youngest roster in the league, even after free agency. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't they sign still- anybody. They have two players, age thirty and over, who are signed to the roster currently. We cut two of the older guys. No, three. You got Nick Williams, Michael Brockers, and some other guy I've never heard of. Everybody else on that team is like three years into the NFL or five years into the NFL. Yeah, it's wild. Hmm. All right, so I'm all over the place here, but I'm going to finish up with this. Is there going to be a quarterback drafted in the first round? And who will it be? 
Yes. I think they will be three drafted in the first round. I think Malik Willis goes in the first round. You said three quarterbacks. Three. Okay. I think Malik Willis goes in the first round. I think Kenny Pickett goes in the first round. And my wild card is going to be Desmond Ritter. I think he goes somewhere towards the bottom of that first round. I think somebody trades up into the, into the background of the first round, either trades up with Kansas city or Cincinnati or Detroit and grabs a quarterback at the end of the first round. So I would say it's going to be three. Okay. Okay. And to finish up real quick for the warriors, Steph Curry is expected to play. Everybody who's expected to play on all of the play four playoff games coming on on Saturday are going to play. The Jazz are favored by five and a half on the road at the Mavs. Luca's dealing with the uh, calf injury. The Jazz are going to crush him. I'm taking them. Um, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, I have no idea who's going to win that game. The Grizzlies are favored by six and a half. Grizzlies are, Timberwolves are flying high with a lot of emotion, but they could lose that game. I don't know. Raptors at the Sixers. The Sixers are favored by four and a half against the Raptors. I think the Raptors cover but lose. And Nuggets at the Warriors, Warriors supposed to win by seven. I think Steph and them, they're going to win this game. Uh, Jokic is going to have to play out of his mind to win, and I don't think he has it in him by himself. Agreed. Um, I'll only say for those games, go Mavericks. Um, I'm pulling for you guys heavily. Why? Um, this is just being selfish again. I hope that by 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 virtue of losing to the Mavericks, uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> you know, forces his way out of Utah. And says, hey, I want to go back home. I want to You think they're gonna lose that series? He's not from New York. I thought he is from New York. No, his dad just coaches for the Mets. That's it. All right, well, there you go. He's going back home. Come home. Come he's home. From, Be with your father. Be with your was, parents. He was born in Greenwich, Connecticut. Okay, close enough. <laughs> You're just like He's a Connecticut kid. Who can lose on the playoffs that ends up on the Knicks? Exactly. That's all Mm. I'm asking about. I'm just asking about that. They could trade him Cam Reddish in a couple of draft picks, and they would actually take that. Who is going to lose in the playoffs and and force Mm. themselves out of the situation that they're currently in and say, send me to New York. I want to go play under the bright lights in the big city. Well, I think the Grizz are going to win this one at Package uh, Delivery Stadium. And, uh, yeah, the Sixers, they, I don't know, like this team is kind of scary good in the Raptors. There's no way that Donovan Mitchell's going to end up on the Knicks next year. Um, it would take an act of God. And although I believe in him, he's not worried about him being on the Knicks. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Easter. It's, yeah, it's, it's Easter it is, weekend. Tomorrow's it is good, good Friday. Friday. It's mm-hmm. good Friday. Say your prayers. Unless, unless Luca comes out and drops 40. I don't see how, how do they, how do they win the series? Who's going who's to stop Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert might drop 20 a game. Yo, he's still in the league. Say your prayers. Shout Get out to Brandon Knight. Prayers, kids. Shout out to Brandon Knight, still in the league. He's on the roster and is projected to be their number one point guard if Luka Doncic can't go with Dinwiddie starting at the two guard and Brunson coming off the bench. You know what? They have no center, but it is what it is. And I know they have a center, but, you know, I don't know his name. And he's not as good as Gobert to keep it 100. No, he's not. Conley's playing with injury. Eh. Bogdanovich, Donovan Mitchell, Wancho. Betting on those guys is kind of dicey. You know what? I'm still taking the Jazz. Um, Luka's going to have to come out. If Luka's healthy, they would probably sweep or win in five games. But the fact that Dallas has the home court is going to be huge for them. This might be their first playoff series win in a while. And they got better by getting rid of Chris Stapps, so who knows? It's a shame he got hurt right before the playoffs because it was going to be a good, gritty series on ESPN that they were going to get it, to. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah. Oh, well. Shout out to Scotty Barnes, um, second best rookie in the year, or third best behind Cade. And what's his name? I'm going to enjoy watching that Raptors Sixers series. James Harden better come through. Because if he doesn't, they're going to roast him forever in Philly and in Brooklyn, even if Brooklyn loses in the first round. And they're talking about Ben Simmons being able to play towards the end of the series against the Celtics, which I would love to see because I don't see how you could not play for a year and then come back and just play in the playoffs. But maybe he's that good. I don't know. Celtics are minus 190 for the whole series. Nets are plus 180 right now or 160. So if you're 
if you think then that's really going to take advantage because Robert Williams isn't there, lay a heavy bet on them for the series and just uh, keep your fingers crossed. You know, maybe you believe the earth is flat and they're going to win. So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, we can get into our shout outs. Um, I only got one this week and I just want to shout out to Dwayne Haskins and his family. Um, man, he was only 24 years old. It was kind of tremendous. And unfortunate, really good young player. I thought was going to get a chance to actually lead the Steelers. Um, I was a big fan of his coming out of college, even though I like Michigan. He was dope at Ohio State. And uh, man threw for 50 touchdowns because they couldn't run the ball. And he had a shot at Washington. Didn't really land with that team, but I'm not a big fan of that team anyway. So I was kind of glad he ended with the Steelers. And it's just unfortunate and wild how that happened. And life is just way too short. Way, 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 way too short. So for everybody out there, enjoy it while you can. Spend time with your family over this holiday season. And take care of each other. Balik. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, that was my, I was, I was definitely going to, you know, say condolences and rest in peace to, condolences to the family of Dwayne Haskins and rest in peace to him, to the young brother out there. Um, you know, just to just <clears throat> hearing the situation, hearing what happened and how it happened and, and just the randomness of the situation is like yet another thing. I mean, you pe- people, if you guys have heard me on the show, you know, say this before, it's just the randomness of it where a, someone, someone dies in a situation where they weren't doing anything but just living their life, just yeah. doing something that they would normally do. Um, I mean, he was on the side of the road. He was having car trouble, you know, um, and, you know, this thing happened while he was doing things that's, I'm sure, hundreds of other motorists had done the same day, right, in yeah. different states across this entire country. Um, and, and, and he just died as, as a result of you know, just a crazy situation that occurred. So, you know, it's, it's just, it sucks. Um, it sucks that <clears throat> there had to be controversy coming out of the announcement of his passing um the whole adam schefter tweet um that initially came out which was speaking about the struggles that he had during his nfl career rather than focusing on the fact that a man had died um and all of the backlash that came from that um you know again it just it overshadowed the situation a little bit and i, I wish it hadn't um, no. because clearly again, it, this is, it was not about that, you know, it was not about talking about his career. It wasn't about talking about his, his life. It was just recognizing, um, that a man had passed and that, you know, we should, again, to your point, you know, take, you know, respect this life that we have, um, and respect the time that we have, yeah. you know, to be able to do the things that we want to do and to be with our families and all that stuff, because you just never know, you know, yeah. you honestly never know when, your number is going to get called and, and when your time is up and you just wish he would have had an opportunity to, you know, to use the talent uh, that he had in his arm and his legs um, and his, and his physical abilities and show his physical abilities before his, his, his passing. But listen, yeah, so. Oh, I don't want to end on this sad note, but I'm going to go and say sports are, sports are nice and they're important, but yeah, all those things I've mentioned are way more important. And um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate how, how it happened. And yeah. we get to sit back and enjoy these NBA playoffs. And, you know, it's just, just lets me know, like an Adam chapter tweet, I'm glad he came out and apologized and he realized, you know what, I'm going to delete this. This ain't right. And then other people came and, you know, it was something that was, you know, actually important. We got to talk about these guys like they're people because they are first and foremost. And to all the players who want to go and boo people in their cubicles, <laughs> just remember, you know, they're people too. And they paid the tickets. And unfortunately, you know, they kind of treat y'all like their entertainment, which, you know, sports is. And they, they boo y'all. Just remember when you're in Cancun or wherever you are, enjoying your vacation with your family and chilling or having your thanks, your your Christmas, Christmas, having your Easter ham or whatever you're eating or you're breaking fast with people. Just just remember, you know, take it easy. You know, take it easy on the little guys. Enjoy your millions and uh, or your hundreds of thousands of teams screwed you on your bonus. Sorry about that. They should, you know, check into the game so you can get paid like Drew Holiday. That was pretty dope that they did that for him. That was and dope. That, I was I was actually that's what that yeah. was my other shout out was to the Milwaukee oh. Bucks for doing that. Milwaukee Bucks organization yeah. for for recognizing that, doing it, allowing him to come in, do his do his thing, and you know 
take yeah. take a foul and then go sit down and uh, gets to collect his money, which was that was that was fantastic. Could you imagine doing that at like a regular job? Like, yeah, like, I don't like imagine if you have like an hours work bonus and they're like, all right, you're at a call center. You just need I just need to die drop in for one more call. And I get a thousand dollar bonus for this year. I and they're like, all right, just, just go on the call and then drop. It. I would absolutely celebrate like you wouldn't written into my contract. I, mean, I, think, like I think that you Pat should write Beverly. That. I think that every company should write some kind of incentivized situation to people's contract. Like if you're like, if you, if you work at a job where you, where you get, where you can get certified or something yeah. like that, like write that into this contract. If you get certified yeah. by this date, you know, you get a $2,000 bonus, you know, or something like that. Like, I think that that's, I think that's phenomenal. If you're a sales manager or an HR manager and you're in charge of any kind of pay increases or any kind of wild bonuses, you need to work out a way to give people an extra thousand or 1500 bucks. Just figure out how to do that. Yeah. I don't care how. Just figure out how to do it. Just figure it out. It's not, it's not that difficult. Just figure it out. They show it's up to their jobs. Out. Yeah. Just 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 throw some extra bread, man. It's we know you got it's it. Roster bonuses. Roster hmm. bonuses should be a thing in every organization across yes. the entire uh, entire United they're, States. They're a thing in if fast food. They call work. them sign-on bonuses. Right. If I yeah. show up to work five days a week, every week, when I'm sick, when the kids is getting on my damn nerves... When I really didn't have to come into work this day, when it was raining, it was bad outside. Even if I work from home, if I show up and I'm there for you every day, with the exception of my PTO, give me give me a little something at the end of the day. And if somebody's working from home, even if they're working on vacation, even if they're traveling to Cancun and working from Tulum, like a lot of people pulled, <laughs> as long as they did they work, hey, man, how you going to be mad? They signed on up. every day. Hook them up, man. Hook them up. They delivered what their deliverables. They took care of what they need. They checked in and filed one person and got paid. You know, even if yeah. you're working and door dashing at the same time. Exactly. Give me, give, me my, give, give me my buckets. Give did you hear? Buckets. Did you hear that story about that guy that was doing that? He was doing yes. like three delivery services at once. Yep. He's the real MVP. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, man. All right, we're gonna end on that note. All right. Peace, Peace out, everybody. <laughs>